Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, everyone? We are less than 60 days away from BYU football kicking off their season and just over a month from BYU women's soccer start. So, of course, we can't wait for the Cougars to get back at it. But while we wait, we want to discuss what your sport of choice is to watch and play during the summer. When I think of summer sports, the first thing that comes to mind is baseball. And I'm so excited to chat with BYU Baseball's new head coach, Trent Pratt, later and about his new job, his go-to summer foods, and whether baseball is still America's sport. But first, I am pleased as punch to have Ben Bagley here with me, who loves the sport of baseball. I love Trent Pratt. Great guy. Glad he got the job. Baseball's not America's sport anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we're gonna we're we're gonna have that discussion later, Ben, because a lot. I won't may be here. Disagree. I don't want to get Trent mad at me. <laughs> and Ben left the building. All right, Ben, I'm about ninety nine percent sure I know the answer to this already. But what is your top summertime sport to play? Oh, to play! I thought you were gonna say to watch. No, to play. To play, it's golf. Yeah, uh, that, uh, that that's as much as I can. Go go hit the golf mm-hmm. course, swing the clubs throw them, uh, lose balls. That's what I do. It's fun. It's great fun. My wife wonders why it's so fun, but it is fun. Have you bent any clubs before? I have. I wrapped a three wood around my bag one time in frustration. And then I got mad at myself because it cost me 150 bucks to fix. Yeah, it's not cheap. (laughs) Golf is not a cheap sport. That was the last time I threw a club at my bag. Let me just tell you, my husband hates the heat so bad, like hates it. He's you know, he's from Houston, Texas. He's like, I will never live there. It's way too hot. Hates going out in the summer. But he will golf at any degree. He yeah. doesn't care. It, it's I'm like, you won't go outside with us to play with our children, but you'll go golf 18 holes. I yes. don't know how that makes sense. But you understand that, don't yeah. you? Well, why, why go out and play with the children? <laughs> the, the, there was this great, I think it was Albert Einstein that invented air conditioning. So there's no need to go outside in the summer. I... Sure. Okay. <laughs> don't che- no fact Nobody checking Google here. That. Yeah. No, no fact checking here. Is either him or it was either Einstein or Tesla. I can't remember. I get the two confused sometimes. But but <laughs> that, like they created air conditioning so we could play with our kids inside. Yeah, can't golf inside. I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. They've got Made simulators. Indoor, they stink. Indoor golfing golfing course. Oh my gosh, indoor golf course. There's golf simulators you can do inside, and I've played on them. And hopefully none are sponsors of the program. They're not the same thing. Just not as good. <laughs> well, uh, my go-to during the summer, Ben. Slow pitch softball because everything's slow above the age of thirty-five. I love slow pitch <laughs> it's softball. Be slow pitch, but when it, I I can hit the ball still really well. Yeah, but it's the running the bases. It's really, like, like that's where the slow part comes in. You're you're the guy that hits it to the fence and you make hey, it to first you, base. You you always hear about guys who turn singles into doubles. <laughs> I turn triples into singles. <laughs> and that takes talent. That is its own special talent. Another one I like is pickleball because again, it's like tennis but you don't run that's getting to my speed yes it's really a wonderful phenomenal sport that is picking up popularity the other one i'm playing right now and ben you'll love this because you're a big volleyball guy i'm playing grass volleyball in a women's league in my city i'm terrible i love playing sports i love lots of sports i consider myself an athletic person when it comes to volleyball i look just absolutely so uncoordinated. I don't know why, but it is really fun to play. Volleyball, that's now you're speaking my language. That's fun. Well, but ha- don't doctor you play? To- I did I played. I've retired. Okay. Anything that includes jumping or impact on some 50-year-old knees, I've uh, been told by a doctor <laughs> not to do that anymore. Well, you can you can just bump. You can just be the Yep. bumper yep. setter. That there would that basically spring my jump too. It's a bump. It's more like a <laughs> boop. 
All right, let's move on. What about to watch? What's your favorite sport to watch in the summer? My all-time favorite sport to watch in the summer is any cooking competition on the Food Network. <laughs> no. Barbecue Man. brawl, supermarket sweep. Like, that's that's my bag, right? Guys, grocery games, let's go. That is the greatest sports competitions to watch in the summer, bar none. How are we defining sports? Because that's I would definitely not say supermarket sweep is on the list of sports in the summer. You, you, know? ha- you have a cart, you're pushing, you're running, <laughs> you're doing physical exercise, chopping f- ingredients, mixing it together. Oh. Like, that's physical. Like, if yeah. you're going to tell me car racing's physical and a sport, by the way, I do love True, F1. I do love F1. But guys, grocery games, 100% a sport. Athletes. And Athletes. Not, and, not, and not much training goes on either. You know, they're just thrown in there, and they're like, go get it. Do the best you can. So no, you, that's supermarket sweet. The, the, the Food Network ones are actually professional chefs. Oh, okay. there's, there's some skill there. All right. Well, uh, let's see what some of you said on Twitter. At HerbDog91 said, Nine Square and Cornhole. Have you played Nine Square? The audience will understand this for the most part. I went last summer to a girls' camp as a visiting member of the Bishopric. Yeah. And for those of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They had a Nine Square thing there. First time I ever played it, it got violent. <laughs> Because you're in your own square. Why did it get violent? Good question. (laughs) I'm not competitive at all. Uh huh. And so I got to the middle and may have talked a little trash to the uh, the the young women, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm getting balls and dirt and rocks thrown at me, and I'm like, hey, come on, everybody's out to take me out. I was like, stay in your square, there, people. It was fun. Well, you're about a foot taller than everybody else, than all the other girls at girls camp number one. Yeah, I did have a height advantage. My reach advantage was big too. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a really fun game. Cornhole. Sorry, Herb Dog 91. I'm not a big cornhole. I I fan. have. I will show you a picture. I have my own custom cornhole set. Oh my set. gosh. Really? You're Truth. that big into cornhole that you I had love a custom cornhole. set made? I have a custom set. <laughs> who, who did that for you? How'd that come about? That was my birthday present. Was it last year or two years ago for my kids? My son helped build it and my daughter custom paint job on it. Oh my gosh. That's wow. Way to go, Ben. How many times have you played on it? Well, it's the thing. It's so nice. I don't want to I don't want to ruin it. I've played on it a couple times, but I bring out the crappy cornhole sets to play on. <laughs> don't touch this one. All right. At Z Notes said golf. Yes. At Painted Cougar said soccer, always soccer. No, not in the summer. I think soccer is the worst sport to play in the summer. It is way too hot. You're literally just sprinting up and down the field. But obviously there are people in better shape than we are. Uh, at Lime underscore Crush said cross country. Again, with the running and the heat. My son's in track and field right now, and he, he seems to do well at the middle distance to long distance runs. He's got a meet uh, this weekend, and it's expected to be like 102. Good luck while you run the mile there, buddy. And he has 0% body fat, though, so he'll be all right. Yeah, he'll be hot, that's, but that's all right. That's kind of the key there. Uh, at Labman58 said, golf year-round if possible. So a lot of golf fans out there. And it really is a great summer sport. You don't have to, you know, move very much. It's beautiful. There's usually, for some reason in golf courses, there's usually a light wind, a light breeze. I don't know how You have a motorized vehicle that carries you from spot to spot. You have another motorized vehicle that comes around with ice cold drinks and snacks. (laughs) This is, tell me it's not great. Tell me it's not great. It's a great sport. It really is. All right, Ben, is there a sport you don't play that you would like to learn to play right now? Right now? Yeah. I mean, just at any time, any sport you want to learn to play. Darts. 
<laughs> really? Sure. Why not? Darts? Yeah. Like, you think, like, this is something, so I got educated on this one time, because okay. someone told me, oh, have you ever been to a darts match? And I was like, no, and why would I? He pulls it up on the interwebs, <laughs> another one of Einstein's creations. Wait, that's Val Gore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Val Gore. He, he pulls it up, and I'm watching this match. Do yourself a favor, people. Go watch these darts. It is intense. It's usually like in a pub setting, or sta- they have them in stadiums overseas. Crowds going freaking nuts. It's like, wow, like this is this is amped. Like they're they're like on fire. It's but like let me inform fun. you though. You can look up anything on YouTube and find really intense what? segments. People what? slap each other. Have you seen those that sport? Where I don't. They I don't want to learn how to do that. They literally just slap each other as hard as they can. Nope. Not and interested. It's a sport that people attend and they go to. I've seen it. Yes, yes. It I'm just not interested in learning that one. Okay. Darts, minimal effort on my part. I think I can handle that. <laughs> go to your local pub. Uh, I think archery would be a really cool sport to learn. Going, going, going back to like every the time, medieval times. Every time know? I shoot, shoot a bow, it always whaps me on my forearm because I'm doing it wrong, obviously. Yeah. But it hurts, and I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that hurts you, you're not going to do. All right, when it comes to watching sports, Ben, you kind of already answered this before, but will baseball ever be America's game again? Football is king and it's kind of taken over. But do you think baseball could ever reach their potential again of being the greatest sport in the United States? Look, I always give everybody a hard time about baseball. It is what it is. It's not my bag. I don't enjoy watching baseball on TV to me is just nails on chalkboard. I love going to the ballpark. Like going to a game is one of, I'd rather go to a baseball game than a lot of these other sporting events because it's yeah. nice, relaxed. It's kind of just this cool, more, more atmospheric. I just, I, you know what? I, Here's the problem. Baseball can't get out of its own way. It's so stuck in tradition. It's traditions of uh, a generation that unfortunately is a bygone generation. And it doesn't speak enough to the modern generation, a TV generation where they want everything to fit in a nice TV package, in a younger generation where your attention span is 15-second YouTube clips of intense dart throwing. <laughs> uh, it, or it, slapping each other. It doesn't it doesn't fit into this generation, but they can't get over the traditions. Yeah. Don't give us me give don't give me a pitch clock. Can't hurry this. It's 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 this. And uh, right. da, 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 da. it's just like, you know, give me a seven inning game. Give me a pitch count. Give me an hour and a half, two hour game. Cut it back from 162 games. All of a sudden you're speaking this generation's language, but we can't do that because Tradition. 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 You're the singer, not me. I thought it. I wasn't going to sing it. (laughs) Well, what's crazy is baseball is the one sport that has not expanded to, like, in years and years and years. But, so the the commissioner's name is Rob Manfred, the MLB commissioner. He said recently that he'd like to expand to 32 teams. There's currently 30 teams now. Salt Lake City is a long shot, Ben. Since there are a lot bigger cities like Vegas or markets available. So was Lucky Strike in the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> is, is that the one that, one. that yeah. came back and won? Yeah. Was Lowest it odds. That's he true. Won. Hey, yeah. You never know. That's what I'm saying. You never know. What impact would it have on you as a non-big baseball fan if an MLB team came to Utah? They'd be my favorite team right out of the gate, <laughs> which is it's not saying much. Because I don't have a favorite team, right? You know what? I like going to games. I really do. I enjoy. I enjoy the atmosphere. I enjoy ballpark food. I, you don't feel like you have to be in. Like going to football games is not fun for me because I'm in this middle of this. But I feel like you got to watch every play because I don't want to yep. miss it. 
baseball, you can miss a half inning. You can right. go to the concession stand and get a hot dog and decide you want ice cream too. It takes you a half <laughs> inning to get back and you don't miss anything. The same guys slip to bat. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's almost every other sport is like that. If you miss a moment, you could miss a huge portion of the entire game, you know, a goal or a touchdown or whatever it might be. But baseball is a little more relaxed and I, I love that. I think it would be amazing to have a team in Salt Lake City. I actually think it would do very, very well. So expanding from 30 teams to 32 teams, let's throw in a bid to get one in Salt Lake. They're my favorite team already. <laughs> the Salt Lake, what would the name be, though, Ben? It, uh, we got the Bees the already, bees. we got the Jazz, <laughs> we got the Grizzlies. It's got to have some Zs in there. Yeah, yeah please, no. Please, <laughs> please, no, 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 and please, no. Uh, I don't know, the... the uh, I don't know. I have no clue. I'm sorry. Right. I, 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 I failed that test. Salt Lake, uh, yeah, I don't know. I long don't know socks. Somebody else. <laughs> long socks with Z's, though. Z's the, at the, the end. Salt Lake. Salt Lake Lucky Strikes. There you go. All right. Somebody out there is listening. Send us in a good name if Utah had an MLB team. All right, Ben, thank you so much for coming on with me, my friend. Always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. And speaking of your favorite sport, Ben, next, uh, BYU Baseball's new man at the helm is in studio and ready to roll Trent Pratt coming up on Cougar Tailgate. Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean, and joining me now is BYU Baseball's man at the helm, head coach Trent Pratt. Coach, thank you so much for being here with me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Lauren. I appreciate it. You bet. So you have six kids. Wow. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah. That is a lot of kids. <laughs> I have two kids, and I'm like, multiply that by three? I can't even imagine. What are their age ranges? I have twin daughters that are 17. Oh my gosh. I have a 13-year-old son, a 10-year-old daughter, a 7-year-old son and a five-year-old son. That is awesome. Yeah, All it's right. busy. That is really busy. There's a <laughs> lot going on right there. You would kind of have one of every age. Let's start with the 17-year-old mm-hmm. twins. Uh, teenage girls, they're hard as it is. What's like? What's it like having two? <laughs> I guess I lucked out. They're, they're pretty easy. Man, they're best friends. They do a thing together. They're good kids. Me and my wife actually went on a, it was our 20th wedding anniversary, so we went to Cabo for five days and they ran the house. Awesome. Um, they can drive now. So like, and we don't even think twice about it. So I think we lucked out as far as like, there's no drama. I don't know how that happened. That we <laughs> we didn't they didn't come from us. So somehow we didn't screw them up. But <laughs> no, they're great teenagers. I'm sure it's gonna change. But with those two, it's been pretty easy so far. Wow, you you did you got lucky. Maybe the key is to have two of them. It you might know, maybe be. they keep each other in check. That could know. be the key. So with such a large family, what are some of your favorite things to do as a family during the summer? Man, our summers get pretty busy. My wife. Man, she runs a volleyball club um, that has, I don't know, like 20-something teams. Wow. And so my daughters obviously play, and so they do summer camps and work, and a lot of times I'm on the road recruiting. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my kids kind of get, get shafted. We don't get many, like, long summer vacations. <laughs> but when we do go, uh, growing up as a kid, my family always took a, a trip to the Snake River. We have our own raft, and so we whitewater raft a portion of the Ooh. Snake River below Jackson. Most of the time my kids get to go. I miss out on that, which stinks because growing up as a kid, that was our one trip we wanted every year. Mm-hmm. But we like to hang out. Like, we'll go on some hikes. We'll go to the pool as much as we can. And the summers are busy for us with two little boys and now three playing baseball in the summer. Yeah. And me being gone, it's – our vacation usually happens, you know, maybe after Thanksgiving when things slow down for me and, and for yeah. my kids a little bit. Wow, that's crazy. So lots of sports. So your whole family yeah. loves sports. Yeah, they do. My wife played college volleyball at Arizona State. That's where we met. I played baseball there for two yeah. years, so we met there. And so, yeah, it's – 
yeah, our life kind of revolves around like the sports schedules, whether it's club volleyball or, or baseball or my baseball or my kids' baseball. It, vacations kind of revolve around when when there's time. Right. That makes sense. And you're obviously a baseball guy, but there are, are there any other sports that you like to play? I love playing basketball. I played high school basketball growing up. I don't have a chance to play as much anymore. But <laughs> Can't imagine yeah, why. I like to yeah. golf too, but same thing. Being gone and having six kids, it's golf becomes hard. Not a lot of time to do that. So those are things I like to do though. Okay. I love that. So I feel like with the NFL and with football just growing and growing in popularity, baseball used to be America's sport, right? Mm-hmm. Do you, In your eyes, since you're such a big baseball guy, is it still America's sport or do you see that shifting a little bit? Um, To me it is. I guess especially I live in Mapleton, so in South Utah County, baseball's a big deal in Spanish mm-hmm. Fork and Salem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can understand what you're saying with that. Like football might be for some people more exciting to watch. But man, I love baseball. It's exciting for me to watch and I like doing it, so... I guess I'm kind of an old soul that way that yeah. still thinks that's that's kind of where it's at. Oh, I love it. Baseball baseball is incredible. And you mentioned that you just love it. Where did that love for baseball come from? I think just growing up. I had a big family. I had five brothers growing up. So there were six boys in our house. And we kind of played, we kind of played everything. Mm-hmm. But as we got older, we all kind of gravitated toward that sport a little bit. And so I think just you know watching your older brothers and kind yeah. of want to do what they do and being lucky enough that they were nice to me and, and would drag me around, let me hang out with them. And that's probably where it all started. Obviously with my dad, you know, spending time. We were lucky enough to have a big yard and we had a batting cage in our yard. And so, man, just that was kind of like our our family thing on Sundays. We'd go to church, come home and eat. And we all went to the batting cage (laughs) and dad threw to us, you know, for hours on hours. And so I think just that was kind of our family thing is being together all the time where whether it was, you know, we're always at someone else's game watching something. I'm supporting each other. So that's probably where it all started. It was just at home. I love that. And you grew up in Tooele, is that right? I did, yeah. Okay, so there's there's no MLB team in Utah, obviously. Did you no. grow up rooting for a specific team? Man, I grew up weird enough rooting for the Kansas City Royals. Okay. As a young kid, I, I don't know why, I watched George Brett play, and he was always dirty and played hard. And, and so I just, for some reason, gravitated. And it was hard because growing up, the Royals were never on TV. Yeah. Most Utah kids my age rooted for the Braves or the Cubs because they were on TBS or WGN. That's, you had two options to watch. Right. So as a kid, I remember like, waking up and looking at the box score and seeing you know how George Brett did or how the Royals <laughs> did and I was probably six or seven years old when they won the World Series in 85 and then Bo Jackson came in that made it even better oh, yeah. you know like, oh, yeah. yeah I gotta watch Bo Jackson so I don't know why I just I think I some reason for some reason I watched George Brett play one time was like oh man he's my favorite player that's cool so I'm gonna I'm gonna root for the Royals so you gravitated to that team Jeremy Guthrie played for the Royals is that right he did yeah have you ever talked to him about that yeah a little bit not a ton but funny story my older brother actually was Jeremy Guthrie's teammate in the Indians organization oh no way so yeah so there's some relationship there between uh, my brother and him and so I haven't talked to Jeremy a ton about playing in Kansas City or being with the Royals though that's cool. He's a good guy. Yeah. Do you see the same? So you mentioned in in South Utah County, because they, they really are good. Spanish Fork, Salem, yeah. that's where I live over there as well. But do you see the same love for baseball in kids now when you're out recruiting that you had when you were little? Yeah, with some of them. I think it's changed a lot. I and mean, Back when I grew up, it was, man, you played with your local kids. Yeah. You know, you played with your in your town. You had all-stars. Right. And now it, it's totally different. Yeah. The, you know, club baseball's kind of changed all that where, you know, you see kids. And I think it's good in a way where you get to meet kids from all over. You get to play with different kids and, and meet new people. But I think it's definitely still there. They play a lot more baseball games than we used to. I was 12 years old. We probably play, you know, 20 regular season games mm-hmm. in our in our league. And then if you're lucky enough to make an all-star team, you depending on how many you won, you might have played 10 or 12 more. And that was the end of the season. Right. Now you got 12-year-olds playing 90 games 
games a year. And so man, I hope they love it. If, yeah. if they're 12 year old playing 90 <laughs> right. games, they better really love it. Yeah, so that's true. I think it's still there. I look at my little boys and man, they love it. Yeah. They love coming to the field and watching BYU games. My five-year-old wakes up in the morning and, you know, we, we used to look at box scores. He looks up on YouTube yeah. how the Angels did and watches the highlights. Uh-huh. And so it's on a lot in my house with my little boys. So that's cool to see that, man, they do love it and they have people they look up to and it's, it's awesome for them to be around our players. Um, those are their favorite players. They talk about our players all the time, and our players are so awesome with our kids that man, it's a great, it's a great environment for them to grow up in. That is so true. I didn't even think about that. That your kids get to hang out with these baseball players and and look up to them. I think that's so awesome. So you mentioned, I mean, they play so many more games now. It's kind of like you almost have to pick a sport now when you're little. Where it used to be, you could play lots and lots of sports. Do you have an opinion on that? Like, do you see a difference in the kids that kind of play the same sport all year round versus these kids that mix it up a little bit? I like kids that mix it up. I can see the point of some kids playing one sport, but I think there's a lot to be learned to play multiple sports. Yeah. As far as just being athletic and doing different things. And I mean, basketball is going to teach you different things than baseball and football is going to teach you something different or if you wrestle or whatever it is. So I, mean, I like the multi-sport kid. I like kids that do different things. I think they bring a little bit more to the table sometimes, but I like the kids that play a lot of baseball too. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's, man, they're good players are good players, man, and good kids are good kids. Right. And so whatever you feel is right for yourself, I mean, I can't argue with it. Yeah. But I definitely do like kids that play multi-sports. I think it, it teaches them a lot. You were one of the best baseball players coming out of Utah in the late 90s. You were USA Today's Utah Baseball Player of the Year. What do you remember about that time? Because that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I was the best, but luckily I was good enough to have a good high school career and I was recruited pretty heavily, but... I just remember having fun yeah. more than anything. I remember you know, being with childhood friends. Like we said, it was different back then. Like, I kind of quit playing football in high school, so I got to play on some all like travel teams with kids from all over. And those are still some of my best friends as well. I remember just loving to play. I remember being around like my buddies all the time. And you know, luckily enough that you know I had opportunities to play, and my dad was awesome. That I remember a time where I asked him, hey, Dad, can we hit? And he never told me no. Or, hey, yeah. Dad, can I do this? And he always had time. And so I think that's what I remember the most about is just Man, just being around good people and, and having fun. That's, yeah. I don't remember it feeling like pressure or, hmm. or anything like that. I just remember, man, it was just, it was a lot of fun. That's a good dad. I love that. Yeah. And I love that you just, you mentioned that it was just fun. Did you dream of playing in the MLB or was it like, I'm just taking this day by day and having a good time? I think we all dream about it. I remember, yeah. you know, playing in the backyard and, you know, watching me like, I'm, I'm going to hit like this guy today or mixing up my stance and, and trying to mimic your favorite player. So I think you always dreamed about it. I don't know if I ever thought it was going to be a reality. Man, I always like, yeah, I, it was always a dream. Yeah. You played in the minor leagues, and I feel like the minor leagues aren't as glamorous, right, as some people think. It's kind of it's kind of a grind. What was that like for you and your family? It's not glamorous at all. <laughs> but, man, it's a chance to do something you love. It was hard. I, I played at Arizona State for two years, and I transferred and played at Auburn for my last two. My wife now just graduated, and so we dated long distance for two years. We got married right after I finished my last year at Auburn. And then we got married. I went back and played. She was finishing graduate school. She went back to Wichita State where she's going to school. So we were married for about five days and split up. You're like, see ya. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I came home for about three days at the end of the season and said hi and then split up again. I had to go back and do some other things with the Phillies. But man, I have great friends playing. I think that's, at the end of the day, yeah, I, d- I didn't make the big leagues. My dream wasn't accomplished, but I have no regrets of, of how it went. You remember the people more than anything else. The relationships you, you made with like former teammates and, and meeting people from all walks of life. You know, most of the time I was, I think all the time, was the only LDS member like on yeah. a team I was on. So you ask questions. So you kind of have to know where you stand and be able to stand, you know, firmly like in what you believe in. Right. And so I, I remember those things more than anything else. I try to forget the games because I didn't play very good a lot of the time. <laughs> but 
I do remember like the relationships and I still have friends that we still talk to. My last year I played, we found out my wife was pregnant. We were trying to, you know, start a family. Found out we were pregnant. The day before I left for spring training, we find out we're, there was two of them. And so oh that was like on whatever day it was. And I got in the car the next morning and drove to Florida for spring training. I'd stop in Auburn and hang out with some former teammates and work out. And then found out on my drive that those twins were going to be high risk. My wife's going to be in the hospital for two months. And so that was like, I'm on, I'm on the East Coast in, I was in Redding, Pennsylvania that year. And my wife ended up going to a hospital in San Diego because they had a check in the hospital in the minor leagues. This is how glamorous the minor leagues are. They give you like three <laughs> days off. Oh back gosh. then when your babies were born. So I remember flying home to San or flying to San Diego. I left in what, March. I saw my wife, my babies were born June 1st. So I saw her like the night before. So we hadn't, I hadn't seen her for during her pregnancy. And so, man, we have these two beautiful little girls that they were premature no matter what. They, they delivered right. the babies like at 34 weeks. Mm. So they were in the hospital in the NICU, you know, with couldn't breathe on their own quite yet. I remember being there for three days and had to leave. And so- that was rough. Oh, yeah. Like leaving two little girls with your wife, you know. Um, but you have great people. I was lucky enough to be living with a member of the church in Reading that happened to be an OBGYN. Like wow. the plan was for me to go there and, and I knew about this guy. We were going to have just have, it was one baby. We we're going to have the baby there and my wife's going to be with me. But it didn't work out that way. So it's just crazy how those things somehow work out to have like awesome people put in your lives at those times to help you through things. So, so that was rough. But at the same time, there's people that help my wife. I saw her again. I think I came home for three days in the middle of the summer and then saw my two little girls again after Labor Day. And so, but you can't do things with, like my wife is amazing. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. You can't do things without like her support during that time. And, and now as a coach, you couldn't do those things without having special people in your life. And so a lot of my credit and be able to do things I do is because of her and, and from my family. I love that. I think that's so incredible. I can't even imagine <laughs> what that would be like for you. That would just be yeah. excruciating three days and then you got to take off and yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. I, I didn't play very good. Let's put it that way either. Oh, my, I, my mind was kind of yeah. somewhere else during that time. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. Not even a sports psychologist could help you with that one. Yeah. Um, I don't even know you that well, Trent, but I can already tell you, you've got to be just an incredible recruiter and just you're, you're all about the relationships. You've mentioned that so much just throughout your career and about your life. And I feel like that would translate so well to coaching and just connecting with the players. What made you initially want to get into coaching? I just saw something I wanted to do. I don't know why. I got released. I got done playing with the Phillies. And we had bought a house in St. George after I had signed. I had known Coach Wood for a long time. I actually played for him um, on one of those travel teams. And he was the head coach at Alta High School. Mm. And so I'd work out at Dixie in the offseason. I worked at Fabulous Freddy's, you know, wiping down cars from eight to two. <laughs> I go to practice and work out. And then when the Phillies, when I got released, they asked me if I wanted to coach with them. I was like, nah, I don't, the professional baseball game wasn't for me. I want to be home more. Yeah. I knew I needed to finish my degree. And Coach Lillard gave me the opportunity to pay for my school and stay in St. George. And my wife was actually an assistant coach at Dixie College at the time uh -huh. with our volleyball team and had started a volleyball club down there as well. So financially, we could make that work a little bit. Right. So I was lucky enough that Coach Lillard gave me that opportunity. And then his assistant left and he asked me if I wanted, you know, to do that. And I wanted to coach in college. That, that's what I wanted to do. I just, I love that age. I loved my college experience. I think that's the biggest thing. I loved being in college. I loved being around those teammates. And that just felt like that's what I wanted to do. But for what, five or six years at Dixie, I wasn't making a lot of money. I got my degree in accounting and I was close to saying like, man, I just, I can't keep living like this. Yeah. I think I did lessons with kids from, man, five to nine at night, like Monday through Thursday to make ends meet. I took the weekends off because I needed to. I probably could have done lessons on the weekend, but but then Coach Little was gracious enough when he got the job at BYU, he asked me to come with him. And I knew that I wanted to be like at a high level yeah. Division I program as a coach. 
And so I have a lot to thank to him for giving me those opportunities. And that's kind of where I'm, that's why I'm here today is, you know, because of that. You've been with BYU for a decade. Is that right? Has it been 10 years? This will be the 10th year. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. So mid-season last, well, not last year, just Mm mid-season a few months ago, Coach Littlewood decides to step down and you were named interim head coach. Mm -hmm. What was that moment like for you when you were told, all right, it's mid-season here, we got to keep going, it's on your shoulders. What was that like for you? Overwhelming. Yeah. You have thoughts like, man, can I do this? Yeah. A little bit of fear. But at the same time, you know that, man, I love those kids. And they helped a lot. Getting texts from the players saying like, hey, coach, we got your back. It meant a lot. And knowing that made it easy. Not easy, but made it easier. And knowing the staff that was in place, we'd been together for a long time. And knowing that they're like, Trent, we got you. Let's do this. Um, those things helped a lot. And that's the biggest thing is, man, I, I love the players. I want to be around them. I hope they feel the same way. I'm going to love them. We're going to hold them accountable. We're going to teach them. And we're going to be hard on them when things aren't right. But at the end of the day, I hope they know that comes from a place of love. That I, I've been what they've been through. And Man, and I hope that they understand and know that. And I hope that that doesn't change. Right. That's my goal as a coach to, hey, we're going to win and we're going to play hard. But those guys are going to know that we love them and we're going to try to get the best we can at them, not just on the field, but off the field, that we truly care about them as people. And I think as a coach, for me, everything's player driven. Everything's about the player. Everything we can do to, to make their experience good and to help them, hopefully, you know, have a chance to play professional baseball if that's their dream and goal. But if not, hopefully they leave as just as better people and, and as better fathers or husbands, whatever they do in their life, that they can look back and say, man, BYU Baseball had a help in that. Because I feel like I had that in my career. And so I yeah. want to give that back to the, you know, the kids I coach as well. So cool. Well, when that happened, I remembered the outpouring of support for you from the players themselves. So obviously they really do feel that. I'm sure at the beginning there was some winging it <laughs> going oh, for sure. on. You're just thrown, yeah. thrown into this thing. You're like, ah. So what, what's changed now for you? Is, is, do things feel a little more established a few months down the road? Uh, a little bit. Still different. I think doing interviews like this, I didn't do before. Some different responsibilities, obviously. I'm ready for practice to start. Yeah. I love being on the field. I love being in the batting cage. Those are things that I guess that's what I've always done. So that's, I know that's who I am. But also just getting the opportunity to do different things, to, to meet someone like you and have these interviews, I think helps me grow as well. And so it's still been a whirlwind. I still don't feel settled. People tell me that's normal. I hope, I hope that's the case. <laughs> but man, we're just, I don't know. I don't know yet if things feel more established or yeah. not. I'm not sure. I still feel like I'm winging it a little bit. <laughs> so... You probably will for a while. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure, sure I will. That's a lot to take on. You guys have one more season in the WCC mm-hmm. before you enter the Big 12, which is an incredible baseball conference. WCC has been awesome. What would you like to see from your team in this final season in the West Coast Conference? Man, we want to go win the conference. We want to go out and have a good showing. And, man, we love our team coming back. We're excited about the group we have coming back. And there's no reason that we can't do that. So that's our expectation. And that's, man, that's what I want to see. And I know they want to see the same thing that, Man, it's been a while since we've been back to the postseason, been to regional, and those are things that, man, are definitely achievable and attainable for us. Talking to Trent Pratt, BYU baseball head coach. Trent, thank you so much for coming on with me and taking the time, and it was an honor to get to know you, and good luck at this upcoming season. Oh, the honor's mine, Lauren. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks so much. And that does it for us today. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time, or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate.